Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 in Edmonton. Let's do this. Uh, let's tell you that Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Royal Pizza is Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For many locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza Mediterranean Chicken. All right. Uh, we're going to get, boy, the Milan-Lucic thing just, what are, hey, it's Edmonton Sports Radio. It's hockey, man. It's what it is, the orders. It's it's Milan-Lucic. Here, here's one for you, Brendan. What do you think the percentage of listeners was in support of Milan-Lucic signing a seven-year deal here? I would say probably 90, 95%. It wasn't that high, but it was over It was over 70%. Uh, the numbers were the issue, right? Even out of the gate? Yeah. Is that fair the, to the, say? The, the, the term length was always the issue. There Six million per in seven years. What do you think the percentage of uh, listeners were complaining about the price, the AAV on dry sale getting the eight-year deal? Now you're at 90%. That's the number two years ago. I will say this. When I put that tweet out last night, because I, I read so much about Mitch Marner, and I, I heard a clip of Darren Drager on, uh, on on the Toronto show uh, talking about TSN um, Radio out of Toronto, talking about, you know what, that Marner could end up getting an $11 million AAV. Like, I don't know if it's going to be that high. Maybe it gets that high. It just made me think back to, and, there, you know, Craig Button brought up the point. You're not, it, everyone sits there and goes, well, you got to base it on what other similar type players are doing. As a general manager, you're also basing it a bit on where you think the player can go. Now, I th- I'd like to think I you know I wanted the orders to draft Leon Drysaddle. People that listen to the show know that. I've been wrong before. I was wrong on Griffin Reinhardt. Thought Griffin Reinhardt was going to be an NHL defenseman. Maybe he still will be. He's having a very good playoff this year for the Vegas Golden Knights in Chicago. Maybe he ends up becoming a third-pairing NHL D-man for a couple of years. Um, Griffin, the argument might be, didn't put the work in to progress. Drysaddle, if you saw him playing Prince Albert, I thought with Nugent Hopkins, the Oilers would have two top centers, and then the Oilers won the lottery the next year and got McDavid. Instead, they got two top players because Drysaddle. I never saw him being a 50-goal scorer. Okay? When the deal was made, I thought he could be, if he played with McDavid, I thought for sure he'd be a 75- to 85-point guy. 
which is a hell of a lot of points. That's the thing that people have to remember. So as they were talking about Marner at you know eleven million, it made me think back to Drysital and the credit. Like it was, it was eighty plus percent criticism of Shirelli on the on the dry, on the Drysital deal. So I put the tweet out yesterday. I applaud roughly a third of the people that responded back said, Bob, I was wrong. Drysaddle's been able to live up to the deal. He certainly did this year, like 50 goals, 100 points. One guy in the entire league, one guy in the world did that. Hey, you still didn't make the playoffs, you losers. Right? Well, all right. Thanks, thanks for your positive reinforcement there. Doesn't belittle what Leon does. Sam Gagne is a player that has some history. With Dave Tippett, he uh, spent a season playing for Tippett in Arizona. Gagne says Tippett is a communicator. I think as a coach, you need to make sure that um, you know your, your players know where they stand and that you communicate those things to them. And um, you know, I think you know players uh, aren't always going to like um, you know what's being said, but you know it's important to be honest. And I think. Uh, um, it allows you to grow as a player, and 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 ultimately, as a as a player, that's what you want. You want to continue to get better. You want to help the the team grow. And um, you know, I think Tip is uh, is is good at that. I think um, you know, you, you talk to players that have played for him in the past, and he's a guy that uh, um, you know he understands what it takes to to be successful in the league. And um, you know, he he helps players. Uh, you know, get to that level. I think if you look at some of the the teams that uh, you know he, he's had in Arizona, I mean, um, I, I think the defensive uh, label probably comes from the fact that there there hasn't been many high scorers. But um, I think it comes for, comes with uh, you know the roster you have in place and all those different things. And you know, I know for myself when I was there, um, I think. Uh, I had a you know kind of tough first half of the year, um, you know, after getting traded from Edmonton and uh, everything that you know goes with uh, you know being traded and um, you know just uh, uh, it's kind of a it was a bit of an emotional drop off going from Edmonton to to Arizona and I think um, you know Tip uh, understands all that and tries to help you through it as much as you can and. Um, I, I think as the year went on there, I was able to build and uh, I had a you know really good second half, you know uh, based in part of the some of the communication that that Tip and I had and and, and helped me through it and kind of helped me uh, get comfortable and, and grow into my role there. All right, that's uh, Sam Gagne who played for the Arizona Coyotes in 2014-15. He ended up with 15 goals and 41 points in 81 games. That was a tough year for the Coyotes. Um, Interestingly enough, uh, you know, Sam went sort of had to reinvent himself after crashing out in Philadelphia, went to Columbus, had his best NHL season, 50 points. Last year, Gagne coming over to Edmonton after playing 43 games for Toronto after Vancouver demoted him to the minors. Uh, Gagne had five goals, 10 points in 25 games. Dave Tippett addressed the perspective that he's a defensive coach. Yesterday, had some really interesting comments. Sam Gagne, last night on Inside Sports with Reid Wilkins, had this to say. Well, I think structure and defense are uh, are different things. I think, um, you know, when when you when you talk about Tip, I think uh, he wants to have a, you know, defense is on structure and he wants to be, um, you know, very detailed with, uh, you know, everything he's trying to preach, which is, 
it's great as a player because you know where you where you stand and you know um, you know what's expected of you. But at the same time, I don't think he's ever put a leash on anyone in terms of trying to make plays and uh, trying to create. And you know, you look at some of the high end offensive players we have, and um, you know, I think he's he's going to let them uh, do what they do offensively and be creative. And uh, you know, I think that's that's important uh, for players to have, and, and and he believes that as well. And I think. Um, if you can have um, you know that structure to fall back on defensively, it's um, it's only going to help our group and um, you know help us move forward. So um, you know I think uh, I don't think there should be I don't think there's a label that you put on or anything. And uh, um, you know I'm excited to see uh, what he's able to do with our group. All right, uh, that is Sam Gagne speaking about Dave Tippett on last night's Inside Sports. Yesterday, uh, you know analytics got brought up with Ken Holland. Analytics also got brought up with Dave Tippett. He had this to say. You know, when I retired in 94, I played for Philadelphia. I retired. And I went to, I was a player assistant coach in Houston. I started doing analytics in 1995. And it was all off video. And I have spreadsheets and spreadsheets from back in the mid-90s. So I've been doing it a lot longer than you guys have been talking about it. And I use it as a tool all the time. We'll use it in our preparation. We'll use it in our analysis after. I think it's a great tool. It's not the only tool, but it's a great tool. And um, my video coaches, if you ever got any of their ears, you would see how much stuff comes out. And then I was working with a young guy named John Chaika, who was very much into it, and he had a lot of information. So I, the analytics part of it has been a part of who I am way before everybody. All right, well, that uh, is uh, Dave Tippett and somebody else I know. Good guy. All right, uh, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. A couple more texts before we uh, go to this day in Oilers history. This text comes in out of Grand Prairie, Alberta. Bob, Milan, Lucic, Ryan Nugent, Hopkins, and Jordan Everlay were okay line for points. Everlay left. Well, he got traded. Nugent Hopkins got hurt. Then Lucic went downhill. Just please get a right wing for Nugent Hopkins and Lucic. Uh, suggest from best to worst, Ricard Raquel, Nylander, Kapanen, Toffoli, Connor Shuri. Lots more, but I have a notion that these are the best that I can come up with off the top of my head. Well, we've said it once, we've said it 100 times. The line of Nugent Hopkins, Lucic, and Everlay had a real good final 10 games of the regular season. In the playoff series against Anaheim, those three and Benoit Pouliot did not score an even-strength goal. Pouliot was bought out. Everlay was traded for Strom. $22 million in players. Oilers lost 3-1 goal games to Anaheim. They get an even-strength goal. Any one of those games, Edmonton wins the series. Uh, I have time for Jordan Everly. Absolutely. Not at $6 million, but I have time for Jordan Everly. And the analytics would suggest that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is quite effective with Milan Lucic. Something to keep in mind. To this day in Oilers history, it's going to make me chuckle, so get to it, Brendan. Back in 2011, Bob, the Oilers signed Ryan Jones to a two-year contract worth $3 million following his 18-goal breakout campaign. The following year, he set a career high with 33 points before his NHL career fizzled out. He spent the last five years playing for the Cologne Sharks in the Dell. And they offered him a contract extension, but he has elected to retire. He's headed back to uh, North America. Very entertaining fellow. It was good seeing Ryan playing for Cologne uh, this fall. Same team that had Frederick Tiffles. We'll wait and see what happens there. 
I would, again, just to reiterate the point, now that the Oilers got uh, Joachim Nygar, I think it's less likely that uh, Tiffles maybe is in the mix here in Edmonton. We'll see what Jerry Johansson decides to do. Brendan, we're going to hand the show off to you. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Final 10 minutes, and you got it the next two days as I am shuffling off to Buffalo. Looking forward to it. We'll have some fun. All right, see ya. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 148 in Edmonton, it is Brendan Escott once again steering the ship home this week. And as we uh, teed up a little bit earlier in the show, UFC 240 will come to Rogers Place later this summer, July 27th, in fact. But they had their media availabilities today. We got to hear from uh, both the UFC featherweight champion, Max Holloway, and the challenger, Frankie Edgar. We will hear that one in its entirety tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow, probably at 1.35 is my game plan there. But for now... We'll start with the Max Holloway interview. Uh, so that he's he's undefeated in this division. He has held the belt for quite some time now, and this is actually the third time that these that him and Frankie Edgar are supposed to have fought. Injuries stopping the other two fights. So Holloway was uh, asked initially about bringing this to fruition. Finally, it's a famous saying: third time's the charm." So <laughs> I can't wait. You know, the guy's a legend. Um, He's the ones that he's like he's like Aldo, you know. He's one of the guys I was watching uh, coming up to uh, to my MMA career. Mm-hmm. So finally, we get to make that walk, and uh, why not do it here? Why not do it here? The adopted son of Canadian, and uh, I get to fight him. What is home turf for me? So I'm uh, I'm excited. Fighting somebody that you looked up to. I mean, is that different than than other situations? Uh, you know, not at all. You know, not at all. You know, um, the first fight, that fight with Leonard Garcia, that helped me. That really helped me. That long time ago, I, I fought Leonard Garcia. I kind of was tripping out in the cage, and I looked across the cage from him, you know, and then that kind of nerve and stuff, whatever, went away when I fought uh, Pettis and Aldo, and now I get to get another legend on, on, on my notch, you know, and um, that new belt, uh, I guess so you get rubies for it, right? You know, yeah. So you get, like... Uh, come like Thanos I guess or you get the gauntlet so hopefully I get to walk away with a soul stone <laughs> come July 27. Did you get a hate on for this guy like other fights or what? What is that? Did you get a hate on for him like other fights or is it a different vibe? Nah, no, nah, you know it is what it is. This guy's a true professional. You know he's one of the guys that when I say I really did look up to him not not only in the octagon but out, out the octagon and uh, I keep telling you guys you know these belts these belts don't make us champions. Uh, these belts makes us champions for the world to know but a, a true champion, you don't need a belt, you know. And uh, Frankie's one of those guys that he don't need a belt. And I believe that he's a true champion the way he carries himself as, as a father, as a person, as a ambassador for the MMA world. So that dude is great. You know, he's going to be a future Hall of Famer for sure. And uh, I just can't wait. From your own perspective, people might be looking at what's next. Uh-huh. You can't be doing that, obviously. But yeah. Yeah, you know, not at all. You know, we see what happens. Uh, the big question everybody keeps asking me is, what about 155, you know? And I said, 
uh, what about 155? What about 170? What about heavyweight? There's all weights, you know. They let me fight in any weight, you know. If, if Stipe gets hurt in August and they call me up, guess what? The boy is showing up. I love you, DC, but uh, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming to see you. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, you know, that first loss to Dustin. Uh, was at, when we fought at 45, my debut. The ladder was so long to get here, to get the belt, you know. 55, this last one, the ladder ain't that long. You know, if you look at it, there's not, you know, not, no disrespect to the contenders there, but I'm right there. I'm in the mix, you know. If, if, I, if I announce today that I'm going to 55 this fight, I'm pretty sure I'm in the mix with, with 55 or so. You know, whatever, you know, like I said, like you said, we can't look too much forward. First things first is Frankie Edgar. Um, before we, the April fight, whoever it was, before we found out it was Dustin, before we found out it was Tony, I was telling the UFC, I want to, no matter what happens, I want to, I want to fight in summer. I want to defend my belt at 45, and uh, we're here now, so I'm excited. Max, what do you know about Edmonton as far as uh, you know fighting here? Um, you know, it's got a long yeah. MMA history. Yeah. The UFC's been here. Yeah. We were here in September. Yeah. Uh, what do you know about fighting here? And, and uh, you know, I, I, I know it's blue-collar town, you know, hard workers. Um, I know the great Wayne Gretzky, uh, Wayne Gretzky used to play here for the Oilers, and uh, he did some great things. And, um, and uh, you know, it's just amazing town, you know. The, I, I love the people. Everybody welcome me on horns. Like I said, I'm an I'm a, I'm adopted son. I'm an adopted son, and I, I can't wait to come here and, and find Edmonton. You know, I fought in uh, Toronto twice, Saskatoon once. Now, now it's here, so it's, I'm excited. They held their first UFC event uh, back in, I think, September 2017, and then shortly after that, uh, the, there was a ban on fighting for a year. Uh, oh, yeah. Former UFC fighter Tim Hake, um, he, he died in the ring. Um, Anything you can say about you know you know there was a ban on fighting and a lot of a lot of the fighters in this town were, were pretty pissed because yeah. you know that's their livelihood yeah. um, you know one guy goes down and then everybody else kind of is yeah. affected by it have you ever been in a situation like that before I I, I never been I never did but you know now the UFC we got the way they the way we do the wins the way we do the weight cuts and stuff it's so scientific you know back in the olden days people was just kind of like. It's doing it, you know what I mean? Like, well, let's just do this, you know, and uh, trying to figure it out, you know, and um, and I think so now. The sport is so much more advanced, you know, um, and, and we got nutritionists. We will focus on the recovery. You know, my nutritionist that actually help us, that help my team and stuff, is uh, is one of the nutritionists that's help that help out the Raptors. So it's a, uh, it's it's very, you know, it's big, you know, it's big. You got you got to take the right steps, and um, I think so. A lot of people are doing it now. And your experience in the UFC, have you found that there's, you know, these are the rules, you follow them, if you don't, then there's no fighting that's going to be going on. Like, I mean, they obviously don't want to have an event like that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, you know, UFC makes, UFC's on it, you know, they, they check our weight when we when we come in on Tuesday, um, they, they, they look through us throughout the week, they follow us and they make sure we're on it, so... It's good, you know, it's good. I never ever had no experience like that, you know, and I hope to never ever have it in the sport again because we're at a point where um, social media and, and the and internet is so helpful now, you know, so you just go out there, the information is there, go look for it. There's some debate on whether he should be next in line. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about it? Uh, you know, it is what it is, you know. I heard it, I heard, you know. Um, after that last fight, you know, 5 a.m. I got to my hotel. Uh, 12, uh, 12 in the afternoon, Dana called me and I was already harassing him that I wanted to fight. And, uh, and then when they, when they told me, they told me, wait. You know, I was like, wait, we want to see what happens with the, with the Alex and Aldo fight because that was the month after. And um, I guess they wanted to see something exciting, you know. And uh, I guess they, 
to them, they didn't get it. You know, he won. You know, Tulu's the guy he won, but there's only certain guys that, that, you know, if you look at my career, it took me 10 fights, and I injured DC to get my interim title up in Toronto back in 2016. So, you know, I think they just wanted to bake a little bit more, you know. We got, we, you got guys like, like the Connor, the Izzy's, you know, they, those guys, the highlight reels, that's come they're at where they're at, you know, and, um, you know, that last fight, I don't know what UFC is looking for, but this is the guy, you know, like, everybody think being the champion, I can, I can go out and be like, I want to fight this guy. And that does not as work. It's actually the very opposite. They send me a contract and they be like, you, you're fighting this guy. I'm like, okay, you know, like, it's never ever a problem with me. Send the contract, I'll sign it, you know, and, uh, yeah, a lot of people, they get confused. They think so, like, yeah, I can pick this guy and that guy, that guy, and, like, they think I'm over Winfrey, you know, everybody gets something. No, I don't, I don't get it, you know. They send, me, they send me the contract and they say, hey, guess what, tough luck. This is where you're fighting and this is who you're fighting and you sign the contracts. Uh, it is what it is. Max, uh, you're Thank fighting in a class uh, where you haven't lost in nearly five years. Yeah. Uh, do you put any added pressure on yourself to maybe extend that streak, one of the more historic runs in the, in the UFC history? Ah, uh, no, no, no added pressure at all. Every single fight is all in all. You know, everybody keeps asking me. I just got off an interview and they was asking me, how much is the loss affecting you? I'm like, what loss? You know, it's a new fight. You know what I mean? Like, too much people, they, they get caught up in the past. Too much people get try to look in the future too much. I'm present. I'm right here. And, uh, you know, one step at a time. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do what we've been doing, taking one step at a time, and, uh, you know, be smart about it. Your first uh, appearance here in Edmonton, what are your thoughts on Rogers' place? I, I don't. And the thing is so crazy. My uh, my man just went outside, took a picture of uh, took a picture of the Jumbotron. I heard you guys put some, some millies into that bad boy. I heard you guys put some millies into this whole arena. So it's kind of cool, you know. It's kind of crazy. You know, I, I'm excited. I can't wait. And... Um, it's just fun, you know, it's cool when you got arenas like this, you know, and history, and you got history, this is the history, you know, so I'm just glad I get to be in an arena like this with so much history. That is Max Holloway, the UFC featherweight champion. Again, July 27th at Rogers Place, he will take on Frankie Edgar. That does it for us here on Oilers Now. Tonight on 6.30, Chad, game two of the Stanley Cup Finals between the Bruins and Blues. Six o'clock puck drop. Tomorrow, I'll be hosting the whole show. We'll talk to Louis DeBrusque, Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Up next to Global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell followed by the 6.30 Chad afternoon news with guest hosts Brad Whisker and Morgan Black. So long everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6.30 Chad.